The I-90 Express Podcast, the Cleveland Browns, the Buffalo Bills, hot takes, and unwarranted opinions. And where down we go, oh, 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 where down we go, oh, oh. Welcome back, guys. It has been too long. Life is too damn hectic, but here we are, three games into the regular season. And I swear to goodness, it was just week one a couple days ago. But three weeks in, Freddie, how are you feeling? How How is it feeling? What's the vibe in Cleveland? How are your Browns doing? What are your thoughts overall about the season so far? Yeah, it has been too long, man. I don't know. You're like, the COVID wedding 2.0 is killing us. <laughs> whatever. But anyways, the, uh, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay. Uh, I think I'll know more in a month about who this Browns team really is um, just a weird trajectory of the season. When you choke away a victory in Kansas city on the road in week one, which was probably the best game the Browns have played. Then you go out, sleepwalk your way through basically the next two home games, but win by double digits in both games over the Texans and the bears who are not good teams, have some good players, but not good teams have, particularly the bears, I think have some good units on defense, but um, you know, I just, I feel kind of, I feel good. I don't feel bad. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are really negative about coming out of the Kansas city loss, uh, just the way it happened uh, with Baker throwing a pick at the end of the game. Uh, but there were a calamity of errors in that game and a lot of frustration in the fan base about the defense going, coming into week three last week. Uh, but then, you know, nine sacks, four and a half sack performance by Miles Garrett will resolve that. But I really don't know how real that is going against the bears with Matt Nagy and rookie quarterback, Justin Fields looking completely unprepared and their horrendous offensive line. Granted, there's a lot of horrendous offensive lines out there, uh, I just don't know that the Browns can count on a uh, nine sack performance to and a one one passing yard from the opposing team in the future. So that's like a really once every I don't know how many years. That's the best defensive performance or most inept yeah. offensive performance or whatever combination it is that I've watched of the Browns play, including when the Browns were one in thirty one. Um, just a couple of years ago, never anything that statistically bad. So I feel pretty good. Uh, injury wise, Browns are doing okay. Uh, Jarvis Landry is on IR with a sprained MCL. Um, Jedrick Wills, the left tackle is fighting through an ankle and he's fighting like crazy, but you can tell he is just not a hundred percent. And there's some reps he's been in and out of games, uh, backup utility lineman, Chris Hubbard was dealing with a tricep, but he's back practicing this week as a full participant. So that's a good sign because I'm hoping they can sit Wills down. He just needs to rest. Um, and what they have behind that is just not ready. They drafted Hudson, but he's not in the fifth round, but he's not ready to play left tackle in the NFL. So, I mean, we'll see, maybe Hubbard uh, will go this week. Maybe Wills gives it another shot, but you're don't have to keep him out there as much. Um, and then the return of Odell Beckham in week three, um, nine targets. I think he was five catch, five or six catches for 77 yards. Um, a pretty good performance uh, coming a little ahead of schedule at like 10 and a half months after his ACL surgery. So that was good. And he was fitting in and with the flow of the offense, uh, how it was going. And he made some great sideline catches, really good hands, great footwork that you're used to seeing. Um, nothing crazy, crazy vintage giants, Odell or Odell of the Cowboys game last year for the Browns, but still a pretty good performance uh, for his first game out. And I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how it's going now. We'll see going to Minnesota on the road this week. That's where Stefanski was a coach for 10 years. I think uh, Minnesota is like a well-coached team. I know they're one and two, but I think they've got to be one of the better one and two teams in the league. Yeah, um, I agree. Really kind of choked away there to Cincinnati in week one, giving that game away on a, I think it was a missed field goal at the end of the game. Um, and I mean, they beat the brakes off this off Seattle this past week. I can't remember who their loss was in two week two, but they beat the, I was watching the, I clicked over and watched them just manhandling, uh, the Seahawks. And it's, it's pretty interesting because they'll, they'll mirror each other in a lot of the ways. So I'm interested to see how this goes. And then they go out to Los Angeles to play the chargers, hopefully to humble, uh, 
Brandon Staley and uh, Justin Herbert uh, a little bit. And then I think they come home for Denver and, or maybe they come home for, no, I think Cardinals and then Denver. So that's what I'm saying. This next month is pretty telling um, because I think those are one, two, are the Chargers undefeated or they have the loss? But those are those are four high quality opponents. And, and and everyone's saying the Chargers is an elite team now in the AFC. So it'll be interesting to see how their season develops too. Yeah. I mean, I really hope Stefanski just takes Brandon Staley to the woodshed. So um, but <laughs> no, we'll, I got, we'll see. So I, I got a curious question about Odell because remember last year when he got hurt and Baker kind of stepped it up a little bit after he got hurt. Everyone was saying Odell was the issue with the offense him coming back, what did you see? I mean, was it, was there anything like, un, like the chemistry go away or was it still there with everyone else? How was the vibe with Odell back on the offense? No, I think it was good. Uh, that's what, what my big uh, concern was also because everyone has an opinion about that. Yeah. Um, you can't separate the fact that Baker played better after Odell got hurt, whether Odell was the reason and his absence was the reason that he played better is the question. Um, but I thought, they, I didn't think they forced him the ball. Maybe they did on the first uh, play of the game, but they came back to him uh, on third down. He made a great catch on a slant for a first down. Um, and then he seemed to really work in the flow of the offense. Um, I think that there were a couple of times that he was open that uh, Baker missed him. Uh, but, you know, that's going to happen sometimes. And I think that he was still drawing attention with safety shading his way um, and opening things up for other guys. And as long as Baker is finding the open guy, I'm good with it. And I think that if so, Baker had 31 attempts uh, last week. I think that's right. 31 attempts and nine targets for Odell. So I, I think that's right. If you're oh, nice. yeah. uh, number one wide receiver should be um, getting, you know, between 25 and, and 35% of the, the targets. Um, and I think that that's the way it should go moving forward. Now I'd like to see them connect a little bit better than five of nine, but it's his first game back. Um, but I think they clearly looked like they're in rhythm. There were um, a couple times that they were, they just missed something and that's going to happen. So I think that it, it's, he can add to what they have uh, going on now. And it's especially helpful, even though Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are two very different players, um, their ability to win their matchup one-on-one granted different levels of the field, um, I think is important for the offense to keep moving along. Um, I think that Jarvis Landry's absence, though, last week really opened up Kareem Hunt, who had a huge game, um, over 150 yards total, uh, r- rushing and receiving, and just running violent, just crushing people, um, and looking really good. Had a much better game than Nick Chubb, um, which is probably the first time I can say that in the two years they've been doing this together, two and a half years. And the, um, I think that that's because Kareem got a lot of slot snaps they looked at Kareem a lot more in the receiving game than they would have if Jarvis was playing and frankly I just think Kareem is better um at the particular at this point in his career um than Jarvis so it'll be interesting to see how that gets balanced out uh when Jarvis comes back I mean I think it'll probably be like four or five weeks just based on previous spring MCL timelines I think Nick Chubb missed five weeks four four games last year with and then um the bye so I guess that's six weeks technically but we'll see and is the running game still the focal point of uh, Stefanski's offense right now? Or are they giving little Baker a little bit more rain in like terms of load? Uh, it's still it's very balanced. So, I mean, I think that they really passed to in the Kansas City game. They came out slinging it and but really controlling too. So it's really good balance uh, in my opinion, particularly based on the backs they have. Um, I they're still focused on the. Uh, rushing game a lot, I think, sometimes to their own deficit. I mean, the number of first and 10 runs that they made is a little bit frustrating to me, particularly against the Bears, who had them gapped out, have a very good defensive front seven. And um, with particularly with Chubb early in the game, not having a lot of success, that is a little frustrating to me. Now, they are making strides, so they're leading the league. I saw... I think Pro Football Focus put it out the other yesterday that they're leading the league in uh, second and long situations, so second and seven and beyond passing, um, which they have. There's like 93% or 95%, something like that, they've passed on that down. 
granted that's only 17 times total in three games for the Browns. So obviously they're put, they're having a lot of first down success. Um, And so, but sticking to that, Hey, we got to pass on second and long, not run it and just run, run pass. That's like the key to three and out. And it really frustrates me personally um, when any team does that. Yeah. So exactly. I mean, we'll see They, I think that, Baker's best game, even though he threw that pick at the end of the Kansas City game, was the Kansas City game. Because he was just, he was making throws. He was putting the ball where it needed to be. Um, I think that he probably had two throws in that game that I can remember that he would want back. Um, and they were still plays that could have been made. Now, at three, if you, can, if you count the pick that he was hit on. The last week he got against the Texans. So week two, he really got dinged up after a pick that some people think is Schwartz's fault. He pulled up on a route. Some people think is Baker's fault because he didn't have any business throwing it. I mean, I don't know what the, what it was. It looked to me like Schwartz pulled up and let the safety just come take the ball. Um, but I also don't know what the route called was and anything about what the play call was. So tough to say, but yeah, let's throw the rookie under the bus. So, and then <laughs> Baker hurts his non-throwing shoulder. Yeah, and you and uh, I remember you you texted me in real time and said Baker's done. I mean, I thought it was for sure a separated shoulder or a broken collarbone, and luckily I think it was just a stinger. Who knows? But um, and he they were just really conservative. I mean, he was nineteen of twenty one, so some people are like looking at the stat sheet, being like, "Wow, what a great percentage!" Blah blah blah. Like his depth of target was terrible, um, and it's just like great. You had a cool passer rating and great completion percentage, but you're just like Dinkin and Duncan whatever tyron um, taylor special and, right there yeah i mean, hey tyra played really well until he pulled that hammy tried to no i'm and, he, and he's been Ty, tyrod's been throwing the ball down all over there i was i was really happy i mean i, I was a tyrod fan when he was with the bills but um going to baker he was 21 for 28 against the chiefs like i wasn't I'm not good at math that's like 75 percent i think yeah, his passing percentage is like 73%. Through two weeks, he was number one in the NFL in passing completion. Granted, he had that 19 of 21 performance that really helped him out. He's down a little bit. Um, I don't think he's first anymore because he only completed 61% of his passes uh, in week three. But And he was just off. He, he missed some throws that were schemed open. He had Demetrius Felton on a wheel route. Man, Roquan Smith for the Bears, can I just – I know he's a like big linebacker name. He cannot cover – anybody he might be great in the run game he they i mean they were looking for him they were looking for him in the passing game and they were schemed plays where they were like we're gonna get roquan on x running back and i'm not just talking kareem i'm talking Demetric felton 180 pound rookie who is a skilled player don't get me wrong but he put roquan's he left roquan's jockstrap on midfield <laughs> and had him by 10 yards and baker just missed him trying to float it out there um but they were under pressure a lot. It was the worst offensive line performance that I've seen. And I'm not making any excuses for Baker because you got to make throws. Uh, he missed Odell probably by like six inches on a sideline play. Mm. That I think he was trying to get him in the end zone. It was down. They're kind of in a high red zone. And I think he was trying to get him in the end zone. And he should have just taken it. If he just puts it where it needs to go, he probably gets down inside the five. And he can't score because it's a sideline toe tap thing. Yeah. But it he just couldn't stay in bounds based on where he put it. Um, and then he missed another wide open throw um, to Harrison Bryant, the tight end three on a, just a schemed up, beautifully schemed up play where he was going to score a touchdown and he just overthrew him. So, you know, is that a lingering effect from the shoulder? Is he feeling the five sacks and a lot of pressures because uh, Wilson, I mean, collectively, except for Conklin, who I was a little bit worried about after two weeks, um, who finally played better up to his standard. Um, the rest of the O-line did not play well. Wyatt Teller uh, has come back down to earth. Not He's not terrible, but he's not playing like all-world guard anymore, a little more inconsistency. So uh, he's had tough matchups with Chris Jones and then having to deal with the interior defensive line from the Bears yeah, uh, exactly. in week three. But So we'll see if he levels out. But I, just, I think last year he was really – I think he deserved to be a first team all pro personally. Not that I watch every single person, but he was really, really good. And he um, is probably not actually that good. Like, I think he's very good. I just don't know that he's the absolute best right guard in the league. Oh, well, maybe that, that helps his extension and they're going forward in the future. Yeah, it's not bad. It could be okay. We could settle for 
very good and not elite. Yeah, so, no, 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 Joe, no, no, Kansas City Chief Joe, Joe Thune. Oh my coming God. Out there. But yeah, no. so uh, it's. I think it's all good to date. And, and I want to say we are just if if the Browns would have held on in Week One, then the Kansas City Chiefs would be zero and three right now. And, I, and that, oh, that, that, blow, that blows my mind. I mean, the thing is that they're kind of like due for a regression, right? Of this, what, what was Patrick Mahomes coming into this year, like 20 and 0 or something in September. And it just, it's not going to happen like that forever. Um, I think that they're vulnerable. Like I, their offensive line is not good. Um, now, do I think that they're going to turn around and still win double digit games? Absolutely. Yeah. I think they're better than the Chargers. Uh, I don't, I, they all, it's also completely possible that they just are hung over back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. It just happens sometimes where really talented teams just don't, they just kind of stink and they might just limp their way to like a nine or 10 win season and have a first round exit. Um, I don't know. Could be. It's also like really early because people are like, oh, the Raiders are so great. Like, I I mean, talk to me in, in, at the end of October and tell me if, the Raiders are still good. Yeah. I just don't believe in John Gruden. No, I don't, I don't believe in Derek Carr. Um, it, it just like that brutal, brutal week one matchup with the, with the Ravens. And I know that game got better in the second half, but that first half was so awful to watch and just terrible decision-making. I don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't know what the Ravens are doing either. So yeah, it was fun to watch. I mean, I mean they got was... nobody, they got nobody left. They're like literally going through like running back retirement, <laughs> yeah. Rolodex. Well, it's a good thing they got the best keep, run. They got the best running back in the in the game at quarterback, so that helps them out a lot. Yeah, he, I mean he's spectacular, but he makes like stupid. He makes five stupid mistakes a game, and then he makes a spectacular play with his legs and throws three picks, and people are like, "He's the greatest thing since sliced bread." Okay, I don't know. Like, if we'll you say go, so, we'll get to the rest of the of the uh, the division in a second. Let's go over the Bills. Have really stressed me out more than this wedding has stressed me out for a yeah, while. Tell me, tell me how you felt about – let's go through your emotions, first of all, after week one, after that choke job to yeah. the Steelers. We let the corpse of a quarterback beat us. And I don't under – and it was a little bit of a special team, too. Josh Allen didn't look good. And it, Brian Dayball, for all the love he's gotten for, like, developing this offense into what it is or and everything, saying that Josh Allen is a just a product of the system, it was the worst designed – play calling that I have seen since he in a while in a while for Brian Dayball it was a terribly called game uh, from an offensive standpoint Josh Allen played terribly the offense just didn't look good and the the defense did fine um, I think it was I think Big Ben did I mean he only had 188 yards passing but when he needed to get first downs in the fourth quarter he came through and then the, there was a block punt that ended up being the difference in the game so it sucked and it was depressing but the Steelers defense when they're healthy uh, with TJ Watt, Cam Hayward on the interior, and then uh, who do they pick up? Ingram from the Chargers on the outside. And uh, they got a, just a lot of other – is it a Highsmith uh, that they also have? They just have a lot of beasts. They yeah, a lot of Highsmith out of Charlotte. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I think their defense is still legitimate. It just – Roethlisberger can't do anything. It was eerily the, the Bills-Browns parallels in week one because the Browns punter dropped the ball in – and got stacked, couldn't get a punt off somehow, even though he had plenty of time. He's left-footed, but it was rolling right. But it, get the punt off. You have one job, catch the ball and punt. Um, yeah, eerily, eerily similar in the choke job. Uh, it was it was heartbreak but, on the I-90 Express, man. <laughs> <laughs> so no. then they recovered. They yeah, they recovered. Oh, yeah, no, they big. So, in the but the offense didn't in week two. I had a feeling going into it, and I, and I kind of mentioned this to you. I think the defense is primed to be really good again for Buffalo, and, I, and it, it was. You look, Tua, if Tua Tagovailoa would have played the entire game, I think the Bills would have had maybe double-digit sacks. They had six on the day, uh, and they got pressure. Week two against the Dolphins what I'm talking about. Um, Tua only played two drives, and he was just hit, I think, three times and pressured you know, five times, and then he got knocked out of the game by A.J. Epinesa, who's really taken a step forward. But the offense, I still wasn't – I mean, just like a lot of Bills country, they weren't happy with the offense. The Bills won 35-0, to zero and it, like – and that and that says a lot about where we are 
as a Buffalo Bills fans winning 35 to zero, but like, ah, you know, but Josh Allen didn't look good. And uh, the you know, running game was fine. The line's fine. The defense looks great, but an odd feeling. Everyone wasn't happy after shutting out a rival in the division, kicking their ass. And I'll say this, Matt Milano is the most unheralded linebacker in the game right now. He's leading the league in tackles for loss. I think with six, uh, he covers tight ends really well, and he just makes plays. He is the heart and soul of the Bills' defense. Uh, makes a lot of plays, and then the safeties, Hyde and Poyer are still out there being the one of the best duos in the game. Trey White's doing pretty good stuff. Levi Wallace isn't, you know, he, he's replacement level, but he hasn't made too many mistakes, and I think he has a pick on the season. So, And they beat the, beat the breaks out of Washington. I, I want to point out – Two key guys, Stephon Diggs is going to be good. Cole Beasley is going to be good. But I think Emmanuel Sanders, if he stays healthy, he's at 47 years old or however old he is, he still has some wheels. He still gets by defenses. I like it a lot. And I think he can be an X-Fact. If he, if he can – It's he's not going to take the top off of defense, but if he can consistently make plays and maybe take a safety away from uh, Stephon Diggs, that would go a long ways because John Brown wasn't able to do that because he was hurt last year. Gabriel Davis right now is hurt for the Bills. Um, and another receiver or tight end is Dawson Knox, and he, he's been playing really solid. Uh, we don't have the depth like you guys that have down there in Cleveland, uh, but Dawson Knox in the passing game has shown flash, flashes of brilliance. He has really good hands at times. Uh, he struggled with drops in the past, but that, that hasn't been the case this year. Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs have been fine. Uh, and Josh Allen against uh, the Redskins was his old self. Uh, so it's good to see two and one. And they got the Texans next week. And I was hoping to see Tyrod. But uh, I think that will be a bloodbath. If, if the Bills can beat the Dolphins 35 to zero in Florida, I don't I don't want to know what they're going to do to the Texans without Tyrod. It's going to be. I, I think the I think the spread is 17 or 18 points right now. I think I, I'd take the Bills to cover that any day of the week. But again, the Bills are going. If they if their defense can continue to play good, and I think you and I had talked about Russo, the over under sack was five and a half, maybe uh, to, for the season. Five and a half was was. I don't hit. remember what's he at right now. I, I think he's at three right now. He's at three. He had two against uh, the Dolphins, and I think he had one against Washington. No, no, that was Starla Tula. He has two right now. He has two, and he's he's done I think well. It must have been. I must. It must have been seven and a half. But seven, no, it I wasn't. Mean, I think it was I, five and a half. I don't remember any of that, but I'm not impressed by his two sacks. Oh, they were like the Miami sacks. They they, they were like That's like a court. That's like a quarter's worth of work for Miles Garrett. So you gotta, okay, well, we don't have a Miles Garrett on our team. Okay? Right. We don't have the luxury. Well, that's to have. The, those are the lenses that I'm looking at defensive ends play through. I well, we Davion Clowney on the opposite side. Yeah. How? So yeah, that's a good question. How's Davion been? I, I know he made some plays against the Chiefs, but I haven't really seen him do anything else other than that. Uh, he had a sack and a half, I think, maybe two sacks against um, the Bears, but like everybody got a sack. They're just giving them out. Oprah was freestyle, <laughs> and uh they so those were his first sacks and you know because his famously didn't get a sack with the titans whatever um but his run defense has been killer man he has made some plays where he is just shot out of a cannon and it it's a combination of he still has enough left in the athletic tank where he can just blow by somebody but it's also very clear that this guy I don't know. Maybe he's guessing, but he's done enough film study to be like, yeah, this is the look. And like, this is going to be a jet sweep or something. And I think it might've been McCole Hardman. I don't remember who it was against the chiefs, but it's like six yard loss on a jet sweep. And he's the only guy and he crushes them like five yards deep in the backfield and just meets them. And it's just like, dude, this is very impressive. So um, he's, he's been rotating in pretty well. And um, Tack McKinley is killing it. Um, so he has, I mean, obviously he's limited repetitions, but he has played really well. Uh, and I think he's in the top five or top 10 in, um, pass rush win, win rate. Um, and so he is like, that's ideal defensive end three. Um, yeah, no, for sure. For me personally, it's just, he's going to get gravy. He's getting pressures. Um, he's still very limited. Like he just is pure athleticism. I'm going to run the arc and try and beat you with that every single time. But you put him in on pass rushing situations. Um, I mean, they're killing the Bills with him, Clowney, and Garrett all lined up on one side. It's just, like, hilarious <laughs> to watch their pathetic offensive line try to 
try to stop that. So, um, no, it's been good. But, I mean, that's good that Russo's coming along. I think I do like A.J. Epinesa. I think that he is uh, going to have a long career in the NFL, even though he's a little limited athletically. Um, I think he's a smart player, and he's really strong. Um, and and he's shown a, fir- a great first step. I think uh, PFF had, you know, there's that elite stat, like the get-off time. It has, like, the T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, uh, a few other guys that have that elite step, and he was up there in the first couple of weeks in get-off time, uh, which was really surprising to me because, you know, I assumed that this was, a, like, the guy coming out of Iowa, he had just good hands, very strong, but he's been very quick and just dynamic. And I, I, I want to point out, Starla Tule coming back has really helped Ed Oliver. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think he might have one sack and a couple of TFLs, but him going back, to the three technique is really you can just I, I've watched some guys on the you know, Twitter sphere, sphere that do, do film studies and he just does some freakish stuff just you know on the on the defensive line so that's good uh, to see. I how is Owusu Koromora doing? Uh, he had a huge game against the Bears. Um, I think he PFF had him graded at like a ninety three something, but he was just all over the field. Um, so he's been they're really nursing him along. I know a lot of people really called for him to dive right in there but he is being limited to nickel he's a nickel linebacker right now um i was talking to somebody else the other day um online about the uh whether he's really a safety or a linebacker and you know if you can really refer to him when he's a nickel backer when he's a nickel linebacker are you really in dime um but just really fast off the blitz um he's been playing a lot more in the box uh, than he ever did in college, but he's done a really good job. Um, occasionally he's getting buried um, by offensive linemen, but he's really doing a good job of um, using his quickness to beat linemen. I saw him stack and shed. Um, who is it? Jason Peters, the left tackle for the Bears, I think, um, who he's like yeah, 79 yeah, years yeah. old also. He's had but a great career, he, but he's at the, definitely yeah, at the end of done. it. Yeah. He's done, man. <laughs> um, but the – I mean, he was all over the place. He had several pass breakups like savvy uh, veteran pass breakups where it's just late hands on the ball and ripping it out, uh, which, you know, maybe should, should be catches, but he's making the play on the ball um, and shown a lot of uh, good intuition slash film study, whatever it is in zone coverage, which has been really refreshing um, at that spot. So I expect that his role is going to keep growing. Um, Greg Newsom played really great through two and a half games. He's week to week now with a calf injury, uh, which is a shame, but he did not go on IR. So I think they're hoping to have him back within a week or two. He's not going to play this week in week four, but um, the positive of that is they're going to get a chance to take a good long look at Greedy Williams, who's been basically benched to see if he's going to be a part of the process moving forward. Um, I have my doubts, but we'll see. We'll see what Greedy can do this week um, against Minnesota. Obviously that'll be a pretty decent challenge with Jefferson and Thielen there. And I was going to ask you if uh, Newsom was uh, cornerback too, because I know that the thought was having, you know, before preseason happened was greedy was going to be competing for that CB2 spot. No, week two, uh, 100% of cornerback snaps were Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, or not Greedy Williams, pardon me, Greg Newsom at the outside spots, and then Troy Hill playing in the slot. So um, that is where it stands right now. And I mean, he's played incredibly well. Uh, he has one penalty which that's going to happen playing cornerback in this league. And then you've got, uh, he, I mean, he's given up a few catches, but really uh, to date, I've been really impressed with the value. Um, somebody had him way high. I don't know who it was that's talking about rookie list, top 10 so far through oh, three weeks geez. and had him in like the top three or something for performance. So whatever those lists mean, you know, I could put a list together also and not watch, you know, yeah, more exactly. than four four games a week uh but you know those gets get paid for it so let's give them a, the benefit of the doubt especially when the list includes uh a player on the browns so does this the secondary only return one starter right now for is so John, they, johnson came over from the raiders right the new some yeah. is new guy and who's uh it's obviously so not two so two if you count ronnie harrison he was hurt a lot last year oh that's then, right so yeah. um between him and Carl Joseph, they kind of switched up. Really, Denzel Ward is the only guy who got significant snaps last year who came who is back. Um, the other person who's back that has played well, um, 
he did not play week one. Grant Delpit, so second round pick two years ago out of LSU, um, is another safety who is similar to Owusu Koromo. It's getting limited. Uh, he's kind of getting eased back in. Yeah. Obviously, he's coming off a torn Achilles about 13 months ago. Pretty significant injury. No ill effects have I've, that I've seen from that, but I think they're also limiting his packages a little bit. I'm excited to see what he can do because he can play a true free safety, um, which should free up um, John Johnson the third to play closer to the box, which is he, he can play free safety, but he and play in halves for a cover two, but he is more comfortable and at his best closer to the top level, playing closer to the box, manning up tight ends, um, blitzing, doing that type of stuff, which is a little bit duplicative with Ronnie Harrison. But personally, I don't mind that if you're going to play dime with JOK because Ronnie Harrison is basically a, a modern linebacker on third down situation. So I'm hoping that's the look that they end up getting to eventually is um, six DBs with Delpit, uh, Johnson, and Harrison on the field, and then Newsom Ward and Troy Hill in the corner room. And then I would throw ideally JOK out there at linebacker and then – you could mix and match your fronts, but Tack McKinley, Jadavion Clowney inside, Garrett on the other side, and then either Malik Jackson or Malik McDowell um, at the def- defensive tackle spot. So I don't know if that's what they'll do. That's how I would play the Bills if I were Joe Woods personally and be like, yeah, run it. Let's see it. Run it. But we'll see. I mean, against, against, the Chiefs too, against the Chiefs too, right? You know, that, that, that I mean, any, a lot of either, of those, either of those teams, and I don't even mind it against Lamar because just – have a bunch of guys running at him, blitz him, confuse him, and let's let's see what he can do. Um, you know, that was what the Chargers did to Lamar two years ago in the playoffs. There's they're playing six DBs constantly. Um, and he really struggled. Now, granted, he's a different player, he's a much better player, but that was his MVP year. Um, and he was pretty darn good that year too. And he laid an egg in that playoff game. So I don't know. I think that that's the way it should be going. I want like less linebackers. Now maybe you want a different um, linebacker on the field other than JOK to give you a little bit of size there, but I just not, if the Bills, the Chiefs, even the, you know, going to the other side of the Buccaneers, whoever the Rams are running the ball instead of throwing it, like you're already winning a little bit because just get me the ball out of those quarterbacks hands and whoever they had, none of those teams have super running backs that scare me so i'm okay with run the ball run the ball run the ball if that's how you want to do it rather than have josh allen pat mahomes tom brady whoever you know even even matt stafford who i think is playing incredibly well um in the two games that i've watched of him so i don't know that's what the steel. I mean, that's what the Steelers did to Josh Allen, and they didn't blitz. They, they I mean, if you, but if you can get pressure, with, I mean, the Browns can do that. They can get pressure with three or four, and then you're you can just drop everyone else back. Yeah, the Browns' blitz rate is frustratingly low, frankly. But we'll see if it kicks up a little bit the more JOK and Grant Delpit play because they are both very good blitzers that are freaky, freaky athletes. Um, and also, it just like simplifies the game for because Grant you know, while Delpit is not actually a rookie, he's effectively a rookie. He's played in two games after missing all of last year. So in my mind, like, keep it simple for these guys, um, especially early on, and be like, see quarterback, kill quarterback. Like, very simple game for excellent athletes is probably better. Um, but, you know, especially if you are if you have guys sliding protection on a no line that are wor- that's worried about Miles Garrett, um, and you're blitzing off the other side. Okay, now you're, in my mind, you're starting to cause problems for the offensive line, what they're thinking about. Um, so, we'll, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But people were really trying to kill Joe Woods after the Texans game. Um, they're feeling better about it after the Bears game. I think we're going to see, you know, Browns have one of the better rush defenses in the league. Let's see after they play the Vikings, the team that's really committed to running the ball. Let's see how they do against Kirk Cousins, who's going to get the ball out really fast, how the pass rush does in this game. And then I'll be I'll have more of an opinion about how the Browns defense is looking. Yeah, I think it's a good matchup. Is uh do you know if Dalvin Cook is healthy? Because I know that Matt uh, uh he's a full participant today. So uh, he's gonna play. He will play. I should drop Madison for my fantasy leagues in. 
I think he's, yeah, I think he's going to play. So I, I mean, I think he's still listed on the injury report, but I think he's a full, full participant today. So, um, yeah, I think they have some, what was I listening to the other day? They have, I mean, their, their number one tight end is out, which hurts them a lot because they want to run a lot of 12 Irv Smith out for the year. Is it Irv Smith? Alabama? I think that's right. Um, yeah. and so, um, but I think they had some defensive line injuries also. So who are the bills playing this week? Oh, we got the Texans. I was hoping that the uh, Vikings oh, right. game would be at a, a four, you know, at a four o'clock start, but no, I, no, no, both noon kicks. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll, it'll be, I think it's going to be good this week. It, I don't know if, is it at the Texans? No, no, it's in, it's in, uh, it's in Orchard Park. Uh, the big game, though, I think you and I will watch together is the, the next week, next Sunday, uh, the Bills uh, play the Chiefs night game Sunday night. Yeah, we will. Yes, we will watch that game together. It'll be yeah, sweet. It will be. Good thing, uh, good thing I can tell your wife that you're you've already been married for a year, so I don't want to hear any crap about what you're supposed to be doing. We're watching football. Yeah, you know, I don't I, I think we're fine if I like if I'm with you and I'm with other people, I think she's fine. But you know, it's, it's she's like, What's he doing right now? It's a Sunday. I yeah, definitely watch some football. No, it's it's hey, getting... wait till wait till you have kids, man, and then you're gonna be like, Go to but sleep. then but then I can watch no, 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 I'm, I'm they can nap right on me. I'm see, I, I'm actually excited for that because then like there's no excuse. Like, okay, hey, I'm watching the kids. All right, let me watch football as I watch the kids. I, that 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 will be the perfect excuse to watch football. You'll have a you'll have a little window of that, and then you'll get to the point where you can edit this out later because nobody cares about my kids. But <laughs> Cormac, last week, breaking my heart, gets up from his nap. So we're just you know, I'm just enjoying this beatdown of Justin Fields getting murdered, and you know he's coming out. He's still a little tired coming out of his nap, and then he starts getting ticked off, and he's like. I want to watch another commercial. I want to watch another commercial. <laughs> and I'm just dying. Every little part of me is uh, yeah. dying. Where have I failed? Where have I failed? I can far? see Cormac. A lot of deep I, reflection. <laughs> I can see Cormac doing that. Yeah, he just because he's his mother's son. You just got to get to the age. You just got to get him to the age to where he's just cognitive enough no, exactly. to be like, you know, all right, yeah. let's let's get into it. I mean, he thinks every game the Browns are playing. So it doesn't matter what the colors are, whatever. He's like, what are the Browns doing? What are the, and then he's just, I mean, he's mildly interested for about 30 seconds. And then he's like, where's the commercial? Yeah, where's the commercial? Let's go do some. No, so note to, note to Goodell, your product is not viewable enough for three-year-olds. So <laughs> you need to make it more TV friendly. 30 seconds. You got to be- keep the flashing lights no there's already too many stuff. commercials man too many commercials <laughs> for me i swear it's like the 30 second breaks they have it like on the screen yeah no, it's they're wild. so long the good thing about this vikings browns game is it'd probably be under three hours based on how much they're going to run the ball so you know what surprises me about the the main difference between the college football game and the nfl football game for me is the halftime i can i swear i can like spend three hours outside at a college football halftime and it's still halftime I blink. The college football college football games are brutally long, and they shortened them, like within my memory, like in the last fifteen years. And they need to shorten them again. They're terrible. Yeah, they're terrible. They need to take the first down stoppage to like only two minutes, within two minutes of the half or something. Like that's fine if you want to do it during a drive or whatever because it changes the strategy slightly. But it is they're brutally long, especially with how many crappy college football games there are. No, I know. It just takes too long. It just takes too long. No, you got no. And, and I swear, this half the NFL halftime. I have time to maybe brew some coffee, maybe make a little like a sandwich, and then like I'm back down, and it's like eight minutes left in the third quarter. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, perfect though. Perfect. It, it, it is. No, no, I like it. No, no, I do like it. Uh, no, let's well, go. Let's talk about the everyone else and so, the Bengals. I don't know if you if you if you've seen since we 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 started recording this. So, yeah, Bengals are three and one, baby. I don't even – Jaguars choked away a 14-point halftime lead. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they Inexplicably. Ohio's just, favorite son, Joe Burrow, out here winning some ballgames. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he – I mean, I saw I, – I was watching a little bit. I had it on, and he made some throws. They're just such – here's the thing. Urban makes a great decision at the end of the first half down at the one-yard line with, like, 20 seconds left, fourth and one. Okay, this is – we're going to go for it. Okay. That's what the book says. I like that. I'm for that percentage. Um, but then you put the quarterback in 
shotgun and move him five yards away from where you need to go. He's like 230 pounds. Just sneak it. No, the QB sneak. You can also. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I don't don't know what. I don't know. I have the same frustration with Urban when he was a high state coach, so whatever. But they suck. I think he's trying to get out of there with his five-year guaranteed contracts this year, the way he's coaching. Yeah, I think so, so too. I think I think he's going to go to USC. I don't know. I don't know if he wants. Everything I heard is that he doesn't want to go back, that he couldn't handle the one-time transfer and the NIL stuff. Because Urban likes to be in charge. And so when players have power, that's what he doesn't like about the NFL either, is that he, I, I don't, there's going to be nothing left for him is the thing. So whatever. But he's going to ruin Trevor Lawrence. But Joe Burrow looks good uh, a couple times, so – I have no faith in their offensive line. It seemed like Jacksonville also got away from blitzing Burrow uh, in the second half for whatever reason. And yeah, three and one Bengals. Uh, I don't put a lot of stock in that Minnesota choke win. They beat the Jaguars, who they lose to. I don't know. And then they beat the Brakes um, off the Steelers. But that's great. I hey, prefer the, the Bengals. Beat. Buffalo couldn't even. They lost to the Bears. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So what do I, I don't know. Great. They They're three and one. I don't know. I like. I think that they'll put up some points against the Browns, but I don't think their defense can stop the Browns' offense. Um, I don't know. I think the Browns will just run it down their throat like they always do, and I think that the defensive line will make enough plays. I, they have a nice receiving core. I didn't see uh, Jamar Chase do anything in that game, though. I didn't see yeah. the final stat. I had it, but I was I, I was on him off. I had him starting in my one of my fantasy leagues, and I think he had six for like sixty-seven or nine for sixty-seven. Boyd is better than him. Boyd is good. But, uh, Boyd, yeah, I like Boyd, even yeah. though he's a Pitt graduate. Uh, he didn't graduate from Pitt, but he was a Pitt. He attended Pitt, Pittsburgh University. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Boyd is in that very few people that are better in the slot than um, your guy. Oh I donh, no! I don't know his Relax. Is. Then Cole, he's more explosive. Yeah, he's more explosive than Beasley. Okay, I'll, I'll give up. He may be more explosive for sh- maybe I'm. May yeah, he's more explosive. Like he's gonna make more big plays, especially after the catch. Yeah, but if you put him in the Bills' offense, he's not in, in the same position as Cole. Cole's better. Cole's more invaluable because we already have the the playmakers. We don't need explosive players. We just need uh, players. You want for- more. No, I don't think Brian Dable agrees with you. I think he would take an explosive play every time he touches the ball. No, no, no. He, we, we, we need Cole and what, what Cole and Josh have on their like on the mid on the mid th- uh, range throws is perfect. I mean, that's that Josh. That's where Boyd eats too, though, dude. He just does more after the catch than. Yeah, you know, you, you probably. And I'm maybe saying there's not that right. many, but I also don't know what Taj Boyd's contract is versus Cole Beasley. So, and Todd, Todd yeah, has been. I, Cole Cole makes like what six million a year? Yeah, he's a bargain, absolute bargain. I'm looking up Todd Boyd's contract right now because I'm feeling insecure about my man Cole Beasley. But Josh Allen this year, this is a great example. He Cole had like six catches first two games. He had 13 targets, 11 catches this past game. When when Josh needs to get right, he goes right back to Cole. And 11 catches, I think that would tie a career high for him. So it was I like. Don't give me anyone else. Keep Cole. He's he's great. Four year, forty three million. It, I mean, he's making money. Yeah, more than Cole. I yeah. wouldn't pay four million dollars more for Touch Boys, but he's a Bengal, so he's. But uh, yeah, Pittsburgh's a dumpster fire. They're not even worth talking about. Their offensive line is terrible. They still can't run the ball. Ben Roethlisberger. No, their their offensive line is. It, yeah, I can I can tell you that. Whenever I think the Bills only had two sacks against him, and that's because Ben literally. Caught the ball, threw the ball. That's all he like. They didn't. He did not hold it at all against the Bills. But yeah, offensive line is trash. Just like the Chiefs. The Chiefs have like three. And I know they're not in any of the divisions in the North or East, but I know the Chiefs have like three brand new starters on the offensive line, like two rookies and a second year guy that's never played. Yeah, I mean, but Andy Reid is better than Matt Canada, so he can figure it out. Plus, he has Mahomes. One hundred percent. So I just think that they'll they'll be fine. So. And I think Pittsburgh has a good wide receiver core. I just don't. It's also not Travis Kelsey and uh, Tyree Kill. So, no, and I, and I was watching. 
the Baltimore Detroit game, or at least the ending of it. And you talk about the most random ending to a football game I've ever seen in my life. It was like fourth and 23. It's not random the NFL officials are terrible and miss obvious calls. That happens literally every game. Oh, I, I, I didn't. Which call? I, I, in favor. I didn't see the. I didn't see the call they missed. They delay of game by two seconds that they didn't call on the snap before. So Lamar makes that throw after they decided we're going to rush three and let this guy sit back here for whatever to get him down into range. And then the subsequent play, there's like enough time left. I think they're thinking about running another play, but they don't have any timeouts. So he ends up, they don't snap it in time. Clearly it's not one of those situations where my understanding of the delay of game rule in the NFL is you get a beat when it hits zero. So it's like zero, like three, two, one, zero, and throw the, the, fl- yeah. the whistle. Yeah. yeah. It's not like zero. Okay. It's over. Yeah. Now yeah. Shot clock and yep, I, yep. So it's easily two, three seconds counting that until they snap the ball, they snap the ball. And then Lamar does not spike the ball. Lamar throws it out of bounds down the field. It's intentional ground. There's no wide receiver within 10 yards. He's in the pocket. No one hits him. It's intentional ground. They call neither of those things. And then Tucker comes on. He does Tucker stuff. But Detroit also, I don't know if you saw the video afterwards where he takes three more steps back to get the extra leg for it in his run-up. And they didn't rush. And if you, you can rush, like there's a reason why. People can kick field goals longer than what normally can be done. But it's based on the time that you have in your run-up yeah, to get precisely. that far. It's not like a goalie in soccer taking a goal kick where he can bomb it to the other goalie a hundred yards because he can run up from eight yards back and take a sweet time doing it on whatever trajectory he wants, but they didn't rush anybody off the edge. So, I mean, whatever, Justin Tucker, Lamar Jackson, and John Harbaugh's deal with the devil continues. Well, no, let's talk about that. I mean, the flags aside, the fourth and whatever throw, what what are, what is Detroit doing? I mean, th- there was no one around the receiver. It was just like he threw it over like a linebacker, and then it was just like a field of openness. And then- I know they had eight. I know you got eight guys covering five, but in their defense, they had to cover them for like thirty seconds before yeah. somebody got open. But it wasn't guess, just I'm, he was I'm open. Personal- it was. I mean, there's nobody over the top. It was just. But yeah, no, you're. I, he, they did have well, to cover because but- they sent all those guys. They are all running way far. I personally am just against a three-man rush in general. And I know that they're, like, not counting on a 66-yard field goal. And, I mean, he it could have bounced the other way. I mean, it hit the upright. It just – where it I mean, I, the, the conversation is, is Justin Tucker a first ballot Hall of Famer? <laughs> no. Get all kickers out of the Hall of Fame. No, no. Kickers deserve a spot. No kickers. Not even human beings. Yes, they get them uh, out of here. Yeah, I like kickers. They 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 do. They, they have a person. Kickers and punters, all specialists. Get them all. Uh, out punters, of I don't really care about kickers. Kick- we can get anybody. The quarterbacks can do kickoffs, and then we, everybody is forced to go for it on fourth down, and everybody's forced to go for two all the time. We should get rid of this aspect of the game entirely. It's special. Special special teams is gone. Specialist plus. Then you get rid of you get three more spots on your roster for safeties and wide receivers or cornerbacks. To your liking. Ain't no shot that's ever happening, but I like the idea. <laughs> What's up with the Patriots? Are you excited for Tom Brady to come in here and I, slash Mac, Mac Jones' throat on, I'm, on I'm national TV this Sunday? I, I am loving all the headlines that Belichick is getting, like, because he's getting asked all week. He's not getting asked about Mac Jones. He's not getting asked about his defense. He's just in the Tom Brady's all week. I love it. And I love the division. I mean, I think the Dolphins have a fine defense. That their offense is, is not good. The Patriots are their offense is not good. The New York Jets, why bother having a football team at this point? It's great. The I mean, it's the Bills division to win, uh, and and I'm loving it. There's not really anything to talk about. I think Miami is a is a solid team, and I think once Tua gets healthy, I mean, Tua is not good. They need to trade however many first round picks. If I was a Dolphins fan, this is what my mindset would be for Deshaun Watson. Um, two is not good. I don't think he's, he's not going- good. I don't think they should have traded for Deshaun Watson. I think they should have spent one of their 15. Didn't they have 15 first round picks this past year on a friggin' quarterback? 
Jalen Waddle, who, who I think they picked a lineman too, and the lineman's not. And then good. I think they drafted one, or and then they traded one. Excuse me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, no, they traded down and they got a safety, Javon Harl- Holland out of Oregon, and like pick thirty three, I think. Um, and, and the in the offensive line, the, the I mean, they they've invested a lot of draft capital, and it's not. I mean, the bill you should just it's not good. The offensive line is not good. They've invested a lot in there, and it's just. This is it's why you invest in the Bills offensive line has not been good, but Josh, this is why you invest in a franchise quarterback because a franchise quarterback can cover a lot of holes that you have in your schemes or in, in your offensive line. Josh Allen has been able to move and be mobile. I'm sure Baker has done that too, because I know he he can move. No, he just has bit. an awesome offensive line. That's what we're gonna see after they pay Baker and then they can't pay. JC Treader is gonna be too old. Joel Petonia is gonna be too old. We'll see if Wyatt Teller gets a contract extension. Jedrick Wills, I think it's going to be okay, but we'll see. Too early to tell. Jack Conklin, I don't know if he's going to take another extension or not. Um, Is but, he in his 30s yet, Conklin? No, no, no. This He's in like 27. Oh, 26, wow. I think. It's like Brandon Cooks in my mind. I thought Brandon Cooks was 34, but apparently he's 26. I will, I will confirm right now for you, but I – he is on the second year. So they didn't pick up his fifth year option and they, so yeah, 27. So. Jeez. I thought Conklin was a, like an old vet at this point. Yeah. 1994. So. Yeah. He's 26, maybe 27 an early 27. Yeah, he, he just, he just turned 27. Yeah. On in August. So yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a bigger, that's the thing about Baker. Baker needs to be people with his mind. He's not going to be, he needs to get into the Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady school. I, I, I like the I Drew Brees the comparison. I think he's got a little more arm. Well, it's so hard to remember because Brees played for so long. Yeah. Baker can rip it. Uh, Maybe a Phillip Rivers comparison is better. Could be. I'd be happy with him. He just won't have 35 um, children. Yeah, that would be helpful. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I don't know. What's your, what's your feeling? Are you more optimistic or less optimistic than our last podcast about the Oof, I'm probably about the same. Uh, it's been, it's, it's been, it's been the, you know, up in a little Valley down there when they lost the, to the Steelers. But then again, I wrap my, I mean, the Steelers defense, I mean, Keith Washington does a good, as a coordinator, does a good job with the defense and they had a good game plan. Watt was healthy. He has not been healthy the last few games. Um, and they, and they've always played Josh Allen tough and, yeah, I'm, I'm just as optimistic. I'm really – I mean, and mainly because the division is ass. Their schedule lines up perfectly for them the rest of the season. I mean, they could very well end the season, you know, 14 and 3. Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm pretty op- – I'm really optimistic. I know um, with hope, when we watch the Chiefs games, I, yeah, I think that'll be fun. But the, I'm, if they lose more than five games this year, I'd be shocked as a fan. Then that's with my blinders on, absolutely, hundred percent. What about you, the Brown? I mean, that man, the the North is. I mean, that that's a that's a tough. No matter how you cut it, that's a tough division. Yeah, I think so, but I still expect them to. That my expectation in the North for division record was that they should be five and one, um, and I keep I still have that same energy about the Bengals. I just don't believe. I think they need to take two from Pittsburgh. Um, and throw some more dirt on Big Ben's grave. And I think it's only reasonable to expect – it lines up perfectly for the Browns because they go at Baltimore, uh, and then the Browns have a bye, and then they play Baltimore at home. And is I that, think you got to win that game at home. Is that next Sunday? No, no, no. It's deep in the season. It's like 13 – weeks 13 through 15, I think, or something some, in that ballpark. Um, so – you know, obviously a lot of injury things could happen. I exactly. think some of their wide receivers will come back, but that that's my personal expectation um, for the division is five and one. Um, and I think that should be good enough to win the division. Now we'll see. I think Baltimore is going to be a thorn in their side. I just don't believe in Zach Taylor. I, I think Joe Burrow is a good quarterback. I think they have good wide receivers. I don't believe in their defense or their offensive line. Um, so I just don't think it can hold up. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're going to be awesome. But then you got to at least split, and so then you're four and two in the division, and that's okay. Um, and and, and but, I, I think Cincinnati may be able to take some games away from. I mean, take one from Baltimore, which would be huge. 
Yeah, it's just a real wild card, I think, with Baltimore every time. And you, it's just playing Lamar is crazy, man, because you, you can do everything right for 95% of the game and be in a good position. Um, I don't think that Cincinnati is – I don't know. Like, Joe Mixon's a good running back. I just don't know if they have the offensive line and the commitment to running the ball um, to, like, get a lead and, and just pound Baltimore into oblivion. So and then, I'm going to be interested – no, go ahead. No, they, and they've had a. I mean, they, they've had the the freaking Denver Broncos schedule easy right now. So I mean, once they play quality teams, we're going to know a lot more about them. I mean, the Broncos are three and zero, but are they good? I don't even think they're a good football team right now. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, 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 again, I think that they're a good defense. I think Teddy Bridgewater is competent. I just don't like. I don't believe in their offense. So no, we'll see no. when they play the Browns in Cleveland if if they can win. My thing about the Browns is I feel the same. I have yet they're not. They haven't played a complete game yet, so no. Um, and I want to, I want to see that because I think if they play a complete game, uh, I think that they can hang with and beat anybody because I think they have the talent across the board on the roster. Um, and if Baker is firing on all cylinders, I just think that they are one of the better teams in football. So I don't know. They they have a good strategy, and I really trust their coaching. So um, to get ahead with get the lead and then pound the rock with Chubb and Kareem to ice games away. Um, and I just think if you have to play from behind and you have Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney um, with an improved secondary, it's going to be tough for teams. So we'll see how it goes, though. The next four weeks will be telling. Again, we don't know if the Broncos are any good. I think the Chargers are decent. I don't think they're elite. Uh, I think they're a good team. Um, I think they're second best team in L.A. still. I know people love Brandon Staley. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. But – People seem to be uh, high, on, high on them for sure. But let, hey, let's let's end on this. Give me so going forward, what's the who's the name the players to X Factor? Not Odell or Baker or one or Garrett. Give me give me the X Factor. One of the you know the wild cards going forward on the bill on on the Browns. Ooh, can I give you one offense, one defense? Yeah, yeah let's do that. Okay, uh, offense. I'm gonna go Kareem Hunt. Um, because I think that if he is can take off like he did last week in the run in the pass game, um, I mean, he was just dusting people on Texas routes. It was glorious. Screen game, beautiful. Running, like, rushing title, KC Kareem, you're like, glorious. And that's going to be great. On defense, I'm not going to go Owusu Koromoa, because I think that that's like the sexy, easy yes, pick. Right. yeah, yeah. Ooh, um, Delpit is also a drag. I'm going to go with my guy, Malik McDowell, because I love a second chance story. And I think that he is going to come along and he could really add an element. He's stabilized the defensive tackle room. So, I mean, he's taken most of the snaps, the one technique. And I mean, he's putting some dudes on skates and playing really well. And the dude hadn't played football in like four years. No, three years coming into this year. And I just think as long as he can stay injury free, his Game conditioning is just going to keep going up. He's going to be his his learning curve is way steeper, way faster than uh, the other guys that he's playing that he's going against. So um, I'm I'm all in on on McDowell and Kareem Hunt. So we'll we'll see. Uh, what about you for the Bills? I will. So it, I, I I talked about Dawson Knox, and if I wouldn't have talked about him, I'd pick him. But I'm going to choose a backup offensive lineman, which may sound a little weird, but the rookie, Spencer Brown, uh, who's who's the backup tackle, but I think he could play a little bit of guard. I think he's going to come in um, extremely valuable down the stretch. He's it, The film that he's put out so far, because it went sometimes when they run six lineman sets, he goes in, and he's just absolutely kicking people's asses. I love it. I think he can come in and provide a lot of depth, especially if somebody goes down. Um, so that's I, I think he'll be an X factor moving forward, and I'm – Pretty excited about him just on the team in general and his future with the Bills on defense. So um, I think um, I'm going I'm to go with the nickel guy, uh, Taron Johnson. He's played well so far, especially for B- last year. He was benched because he wasn't playing well enough. And now he's going to get a pretty – if the Bills extend him, it's going to be really competitive in terms of like the Troy Hill de- deal. Like what would a Troy Hill get? Like three for uh, three years, $9 million. So Taron Johnson will probably get something along those lines. Uh, he's played really well, and as you know, slot—I mean, the slot linebacker, slot corner, anywhere in the slot right now in the NFL is 
a huge position and he's really played well. He's the guy that had that 101 yard pick against uh, Lamar in the playoffs last year. Uh, he's had a couple of picks this year. One got called back on a penalty, but yeah, no, he's, he's played well. And I think again, anywhere in the nickel, anywhere in the inside of the field is, is huge going forward for any team in the NFL. And I think he'll be a key piece moving forward with the bills and their success on defense. And we're down.